Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Starting from next week, Sunday, our metro bus will be up and there will be a bus route. Are you there? Oh, are you in the house? At the back, are you in the house? When you see the bus is there, that you go and back. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Please ask your neighbor, is it you they are are talking to? Or I think they are the ones who are late. They are not here yet. (laughs) Okay, so from next week, I think we'll be able to just... Climb on your bus and get here by the grace of God. Amen. My second announcement, we have a few interesting things coming up. So let me line them up for you. Next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're meeting another prophet, Prophet Henry. Oh, if you are clapping, it's a good place to clap. Beautiful. And he's coming to our BTC branch, which is at Bomsu. Some of you who are on campus, Bomsu is just like the it's like Ayudia, see if I can put it that way, hostels and so forth, but you don't even know it, so find it. Hey, find it. It's not far. People come from there to campus every day, just like how people come from Ayudia to campus every day. Amen. And we have a church on that side too, Reverend Seth's church, and he's going to be there. And as many of us as can fit in the room will also be there. All right. So tell your neighbor, look, maybe God started something, but he has something more. Something more for you. Are you there? Something more. So you might want to catch up. That's this coming Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then on Sunday, that's the 4th of June, we are just having a fun day after all the things that have happened. And we have called it Hair Sunday. Ask your neighbor, do you have hair on your head? Hair Sunday. And Pastor, what is that? What is that? (laughs) Let me read a scripture for you. Luke chapter 12 and verse 7 says that, But even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Yeah. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. I heard God gave it to us. Oh. Mm. So, whatever you want to do with it, do. That's all. That's all. So, why are we doing here Sunday? Let me answer you. For one reason only. For fun. That's all. So, those of you who are some, you know, there are some very spooky people who want to come and say that. The head, please, just don't worry us. You want to do something, just do it. Are you there? Hey. Tell your neighbor what you are going to do. Tell your neighbor what you are going to do. Yeah. I think that some people who have wanted to wear pink hair will wear it. Some guys who have always wondered what it's like to have their hair blow dried will just go and blow dry it. Just for fun. Not for anything at all. Just for fun. 
Then at the end of service, you take a picture and you sit down a few years later, you'll be laughing about the day that you did your hair like that. Are you in the church? You see, some of you, eh, you are coming from a background where church, only serious things happen there. But let me tell you something. If you are from that kind of background, then your church was not a family. Because if you are a family, you have serious days, sad days, but you also have happy days. Your family is not like that. Your family is not like that. You are always sad. Hey, then I think you should come for deliverance. But the average family, happy days, funny days. Are you there? Serious days like exams. What other days do we have? Sad days like when you have malaria. Ah, so we're just, we're just planning for a happy day, that's all. Why? Because Y has a long tail. That's the only reason. <laughs> this world, then, sometimes you need to make yourself happy. That's all. Me, that's what I've come to see. Some of you are there waiting for the world to make you happy. No wonder you are morose all the time. And then there are also others of you, when you want to be happy, you cross over to the world of the unbelievers and do things that are not really, they are not really acceptable. They are not helpful. Yeah, the Bible says that all things, I mean, they, you can do it, but it's not, it's not helpful. But some of us, we want to remain in the Christian world, so we bring our desire for fun into the Christian, into our worship here. Amen. So that's all. We're not going to do anything with the hair. Then when we finish, you just take a picture, you just have fun. Hey, are you in the house? All right. And then, hey, are you write the dates. Ah, okay, me, I'm watching you. The following Sunday, the 11th of June, we're going to have a swollen Sunday. What is a swollen Sunday? A swollen Sunday is a Sunday where you invite everything that moves that you know to your church. <laughs> Amen. And what is the point? The point is simply that it's actually an evangelistic Sunday. And it's a time when you're just, we just gather a lot of people. How do we gather the people? By you bringing one or two people with you. Are you there? And then we share something. You see, it is an opportunity. Remember that we've been talking about fruitfulness. And, and, and we must create avenues to be fruitful. Because very often on our own, we are not fruitful. On our own, we are drowning in our fears or we are preoccupied with other things in life. We forget that we are supposed to even have drawn someone to Christ. But once in a while as a church, we organize something. We say, take part in it so that at least, if for the rest of the time you don't have any fruit, at least you have, there was an occasion when you brought somebody to church who now heard the gospel and gave their life to Christ and you have a share in it. Are you with me? And so that's what a Swollen Sunday is, and that will be on the 11th of June. It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Beautiful. Now, immediately after this service, um, there are some of you, you've been with us, but you don't speak in tongues. You know, it's very difficult to pray in your understanding for a long time. And that's why the Lord has given us tongues. One of the evidences of the Holy Spirit is that gift of tongues. You're here, you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can, there will be a meeting after the, the service, just in that little place there, where the young children meet. So just show up there, there'll be somebody there, there'll be people there to share the scriptures with you and to pray with you. Amen? So that you also 
will speak in tongues. The last time we had a session like that, within 10 minutes, the people who had been being prayed for, they were all speaking in tongues. And it really, really helps your prayer life. Amen. Is it a good idea? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, my last announcement is also that we are continuing with our all to all. You are here, you want Bishop Dag's books, they're not on your phone or on your tablet. Please get it before you go for free. It's just going to be downloaded on your gadget. Beautiful. Are you there? We're going to continue talking about fruitfulness. I want you to ask your neighbor, are you fruitful? Are you fruitful? You know, God has an expectation of us that we seem to have forgotten. And so we are reminding ourselves of it. Amen. Last week I gave you a few definitions. I'm going to go through them. I mean, what it means to be fruitful. What does it mean when you say something is fruitful? And I think I gave you one explanation that you are showing products that are worthy of the investment that has been made in you. And if you are here this morning, I'm happy to tell you that quite some investment has been made in you. Yeah. Investments of the word, investments in prayer, investments in, you know, somebody has even shepherded you, chased you. You know, the level of rudeness that you are displayed, you know, they should have just left you to yourself, but they didn't leave you to yourself. How many of you can identify? Yeah, you were some way, the way you answered. And, but today you are happy that the person persevered. And that the person didn't go away. Amen. You know? And so that's an investment into you. An investment of time. Every time I stand here sharing the word with you. It's an investment into your life. Every time we are following the prayers with our father. We are listening to what he's preaching. It's an investment into your life. When I ask you to bring your gadgets and take all the books. It's an investment into your life. The books are 100. You may not open some of them now. But one day you will need it. And when you need it, you open it and you find it. Are you, are you in the church with me? So it's an investment into your life. Now these are all, I'm just giving you the investments that are coming from here. When we go and invite a man of God to come all the way from Chito to this place, Chito that you don't know, <laughs> to this place, it's an investment in your life. It's an investment. Now, that investment that is happening and your own attempt to invest in your life by having your quiet time, by having a prayer time, all that God has an expectation that it will lead to something. Even your education is an investment because people who are not educated don't understand a lot of things easily. And please don't be angry with me and don't send me a, a message about it. <clears throat> no, it, it, because it is true. The ability to connect the dots and understand. Yeah, it, it you see, you don't notice it when you're in school, it comes as you are going along. Yeah, but it is when. You now meet somebody. You are all now in the same organization. You are doing something. The person has not gone to school. That's when you discover that your education was an investment in you because of the ease of understanding. Are you there? All these are investments into you and God has put them into you with the expectation that the products that will come from you over your lifetime will show that his investment in you was worth it. Hey. Amen, amen. Are you there? To be fruitful, to be abundant. So when you came into school, no, you came to KNUSD alone. But as you have been here one year, as you have been here two years, after, as you have been here three years, as you have been here four years, 
What has come out of you? <laughs> what has come out of you? Are you there? Something has come to show an abundance. You have affected things. Hey. <clears throat> and so I believe last week I shared with you God's purpose for your life. And I shared with you that it's your fruitfulness. That's his purpose. I was telling you that when there's no purpose to your life, there are many things you won't do. People who are depressed, people often it's because they can't see the purpose. Why am I going through all this suffering? When you can't see the purpose of your life, the suffering is very painful. Why are you studying a lot? There's a purpose. Otherwise, you will not do it. And those in the medical school, they are hoping that one day they'll have a job that will be paying them $25,000 a month. Oh, yeah. It's in Ghana that we don't pay our, our doctors anything. But outside, they, 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 they are paid something. Yeah. I, I hope you understand. Are, are you there? So there's a purpose. Now, God had a reason, a purpose why he brought you. And the purpose is that he's looking for some fruit from you. Yeah. He's looking that by the time you are exiting KNU to your next stage of life, some fruit should have come forth from you. He should be able to point to something. He should be able to point to somebody. And I shared with you that your fruit is not a thing. It's a human being. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Are you there? You cannot tell me that, oh, me, I'm an instrumentalist, so my fruit is in the songs. I beg you, oh, you are a human being. You cannot burn a, 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 a piano. You cannot burn a mop. What again? You cannot burn a laptop. All those things are needed in the church, but they are your service. But when you talk about fruit, you are talking about something that has to do with other people. Uh-huh. Jesus, all his fruit, all that he came to do, it was with people. Hello? It was with what? With people. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then he told us, for what? Did he say, for sweeping? Hey, you don't mind me again this morning. What did he say? The spirit is upon me because he has anointed me to preach to who? What are those human beings? Okay. He goes on to say, to bind up the broken hearted. That means somebody who's broken, actually, you patch patch his heart for him. Some... Is that a human being or not? To claim liberty to the captives, human being or not? Okay. Opening of prison, human being or not? So everything was towards human beings. So when you say that you are bearing fruit, because you are human, it's something towards humans. Yeah. And I hope it's very, very clear so that you don't make a mistake of thinking that you are bearing fruit when actually you are not. Hey. So anybody, it's a very dangerous thing we are saying this morning. It's a very, very, very dangerous thing. Very dangerous thing. <laughs> Amen. Now, this morning, I want to share, I'm continuing on the same line of fruitfulness, and I need to share with you that you are recognized by your fruits. You are recognized by your fruits. Hey. And in fact, you will also do well to recognize yourself by your fruit or the lack of them. Ah, they've given you a scripture. Okay. I wasn't going there yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are known by your fruits. 
Ask your neighbor, please, what fruit do you have? Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 44. Let's do 43 first. Look at something that Jesus taught us. And it will be good for you to just pick this as a learning point. Because I find people sometimes, something is going on that you don't know, something that is new, and you want to fight it. Just let the scripture give you some information. It says, a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So many times, if you want to know if something is good or bad, look at the fruit. 45. For every tree is known by his own fruit. Hmm. Every tree is known by his own fruit. So if your fruit, you are the kind of person when you enter a room, everybody falls quiet. It's a fruit you are bearing. Your depression is bearing a fruit. It's up to you now to say whether it's a good fruit or a bad one. Hey. You are very quiet, oh. Why? You are still feeling sleepy. <laughs> when we look at the fruit that you bring, it tells us the kind of person that you are. Young man, you are surrounded by ladies that you are sleeping with. It's telling us something about you. You see? <laughs> uh, MCA, we didn't find him. We didn't find him. Usually, according to the world, when you are sleeping around with three different girls, you are a great guy. You are, you are what again? You are what? You are, you are, the, you are something very... But not according to the word. What's the fruit that you are bringing? What follows you? Deception. Broken hearts. Lies. Stealing. It's not a good fruit. It's not a good fruit. So you can be feeling tissue, but it's better you pause and look at what fruit. What fruit? <laughs> Am I bearing? Hey. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I want to show you some scripture. Matthew 7. Let's start from verse 16 and move down to, we'll go through all the way to 20. You shall know them by their fruits. Then he asks a question Do men gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? You want a good fruit, but what you have planted is not good. You want a good life, but what you have planted is not good. You are hoping to do well, but what you have planted is not good. <laughs> Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. You see, when you look at the scripture, look, what fruit has it brought? If the fruit is not good, no matter how the thing looks, it's not good. Hey. <laughs> a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits. You see, if we will measure ourselves and the things we do by these scriptures, we'll change a lot of things. A lot of things will change. 
even who you vote for will change. You see, we vote according to the person is handsome, so we like him. He is from our hometown, so we like him. And I'm not just talking about national elections, even your SRC. You know. Mm. I think one of these days I'm going to mount a campaign so that we get people who are correct to, to go and stand for SRC and things. Mm. Yeah. Are you there? Because if you are to use these parameters, you discover that we are doing a lot of things that are not correct. When you chose the guy, you knew he was corrupt. But because he was your friend, you chose him. And he's a corrupt tree, and he has just brought forth more corruption. Hey, mercy. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. In Ghana, when we see good things, we call them evil. A man or a man who is running an office and is very principled and is running it properly, we say he's wicked. A lecturer, a teacher who did not allow you to copy in the hall, you say he's wicked. A principal lecturer who does things according to rules and laws, you say that he's a very bad person. No, you are corrupt. You are, you are so corrupt, you don't even know what is right. You see. And he says, a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. And that is why, as a nation, we are in trouble. We have a corrupt generation. You don't even know what is right or wrong anymore. Oh. Now that I'm talking to you, you are, you are trying to you are trying to do long. Yeah. And we are, you see, so, no, 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 stay on there, stay on the verse 18. And it says that a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. An education system that is based on corruption cannot bring forth good fruit. And that's why you are here. Some of you are final year. You say, oh, I'm a degree student. I'm a graduate. I'm a this, I'm a this, I'm a this. But the system that brought you forth was corrupt. And because of that corruption, even how your mind works, you can't link it. When it goes this way, plus this way, plus this way. Because the system that you came up under was a system that taught you take the thing, chew or pour or that's it. Hey, this is very quiet. You are a basenta leader. You won't pray. You won't read your word. You won't do anything that shows that you're a Christian. Then you wake up and you go to call other people and then you wonder why the fruit that you get does not stay. It's a corrupt thing that you have done. Ah, now that I've come home, you know, you see how you are quiet. Yeah. You see how you're quiet. You have somebody in the choir saying that they don't like me. They don't choose me to sing their, their solo. But you have not invested your time in the thing. You have not shown anything. Why should we choose you to lead anything? Why? Why? The only thing that you know of the song is the, is the, chor the chorus. That's all. Every song, no matter which song, chorus and choir, you are a corrupt tree. Ish. Please, uh, those of you who are sitting in the sun, I beg you, don't bend, okay? Request another chair. If you're okay, it's fine. But if it's hot, please, don't let anybody punish you. <laughs> Amen. Let's quickly finish. 19. 
every tree that bringeth forth that bringeth not forth good tree a good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire I hope you are reading it all is the Bible that we are reading you may fool everybody but not God hmm. so you are a tree it says if your fruit is not good hey cut down verse 20 wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. Today, I want to say to you that by your fruits, you will know yourself. By your fruits, you will know yourself. <laughs> and that brings me to the next point that you are evaluated by your fruits. What I want to say to you is that you evaluate yourself by your fruits. Hmm. You are waiting for someone to come and say, they say hey, why are they judging me? No, no, I will not judge you. Hey, I fear for my own self. Hey, I'm also working out my salvation with fear and trembling. But I'm sharing with you this morning that you evaluate yourself. You see. And when you do, evaluate yourself and say, what fruit am I bringing forth? You are a believer and you are part of a group. That's your study group. There are five of you. And you cannot even be a Christian among those five. <laughs> I didn't call your name. Mm. Mm. But look at your fruit and see and evaluate yourself and see. As you are in that study group, have you influenced anybody towards Christ? Do they even know? You know, for me, the most disgraceful Christians are the ones who, when somebody wakes up and says, let's have our group study on Sunday. You, a Christian, you are in the group and you say, Pion. and then you actually tell us that you don't come to church because you are going for group study. You are a, sham, a, a shambolic Christian. You are a disgrace. You are a disgrace to whatever you stand for. And I don't, we don't like such Christians. We don't like it. You are the one who should have woken up and told the people that, listen, all of us are going to church today first. If you now come and say we'll meet at three, no problem. But we are going to church. Instead, when they are saying then you are quiet. Shambles. Shambles. Shame. Shame on you. When you are in the group, when you are in the class and then they begin to put pornography on the page, then you are quiet. Let me tell you something. For every pornography they put there, find five scriptures and slap them on the same page. And see whether they will not stop. One of my sons was in SHS. They had this page. And one day he came to me and he said, this boy annoys me. I said, what is it? He said, the guy keeps on coming on the page. He'll put some pornographic something there. He'll put some something. And I said, answer him. Answer him on the page. And he just went on the page and he answered the guy. I told him that we don't like these disgusting things that you put there. What is it? He faced him clearly. That day, the guy came on the page and said, please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He thought everybody was in it with him. And you, you are on a page. And pornography is being put there. Child of God. A Christian in whom the word of God is. Somebody who speaks in tongues. Somebody in whom dwells the spirit of God. And you see something like that. That is irritating to your spirit. And you are quiet on it. God will hold you one day. And tell you that other people fell because you were quiet. The Christian on the page, you were quiet. 
the Christian on the page, you were quiet. Because you didn't want them to think you are some way. You are some way. You are some way. Hey. Today I'm showing you how to evaluate yourself. You see, we have many ways that we think we can evaluate ourselves. For example, there are some of you who have evaluated yourself that you are a solid Christian and you are great because you can pray for a long time. You know, prayer is important and prayer is very good, but God never evaluated us with it. You are sanctified by the number of eyes you pray. He said, no, by your fruit. By your fruit. By this, by your fruit. By your, it is something else. It's something else he loses to evaluate you. And all of it has to do with your fruit. Take me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Ah. <laughs> Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, that charity is love, I am become as a sounding brass. Can you give us the sound of brass, please, Mr. Drama? Brass. That's your prayer in heaven without love. You can scream for 24 hours. But without love, that is a fruit of the spirit. That's one of the fruits of the spirit. Without love, that's your noise. Ah, I didn't see it. Is it not scripture we are reading? What does it say? Though I speak with the tongues of men or of angels, you are here. Okay, Listen, you know, all of us envy you because we really like it and wish we could do some. But I came to inform you today that if you are doing it without fruit, nothing. Nothing. Take us to verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy, small, no, you are giving us a word and a dream you have had. And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Then it starts to give you what love is. <laughs> Maybe you should give us the NLT so we can understand it. And as I just search words here, here, love is patient and kind. These are all fruits of the Holy Ghost. It's fruit. Love is not jealous. You jealous crab in your room with your roommate or boastful or proud or rude. Let me underline that one. Those of you who have been insulting your shepherd doesn't demand his own way. Is not irritable. Keeps no record of being wronged. Does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Charlie? Mm. 
Love never gives up. Never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I thought you were saying you were evaluating yourself by what? Charlie, you see, when you make a wrong evaluation, you can walk into a very, very dangerous situation. There's a story I really like in Acts chapter 19. And we're going to read it from verse 13. Acts chapter 19, from verse 13. Certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. You see, when you don't evaluate yourself well, you will take unto yourself things that are too much for you. These guys felt that because, number one, they were seven. They say seven is the perfect number. You know, and seven sons of one man, Charlie, is very powerful. Oh, you are very quiet. Oh. It's very powerful. Seven guys. Their father was a chief priest. So, they were supposed to be spiritual guys. <laughs> and they had heard that there's power in the name of Jesus. They themselves probably didn't believe so much. Because the Bible says that they were praying in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. That's how they were doing their exorcism. Until they met a certain demon who asked them that, ah, these names you are calling. She says, we know him. He has fruit here. We have seen all his fruit. Paul too. We have seen all his fruit. You. I want you to ask this morning. I want you to ask your neighbor. Who are you? Who are you? When we look inside this church, please, who have you brought here? Who is here because of you? When we look inside our classroom, who has heard of Jesus because of you? I say, ask your neighbor, lie. Because maybe you are saying that, oh, I have fruit, but your fruit is, my fruit is not here. It's also, it's also possible. It's also possible. Eh? But your fruit has to be somewhere. So where is the fruit? Hey, if the person says, now tell the person, Jesus, they know. Paul, they know. By you, who are you? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Please tell the people who are wasting time looking for buses, people to buy. Tell them I'm almost finished preaching, so they should just stop and just arrive. <laughs> they are looking for. They are trying to bear fruit. So I said they've done well. They should just leave them and arrive. <laughs> Am I talking to someone this morning? You see, you need to look at it and you need to evaluate yourself by it. Because when you evaluate yourself, it will make you change some things. Let me tell you a story. And it's a true story. One day, at that time, our church was just that half that you are sitting in. You see, from there, I mean today, that was it. This part was not there. 
Maybe you cannot imagine it, but that was how the church was. And at that time, from the front of the chair to the back, using the kind of chairs we had, we could fit in just about 350 people. And every Sunday morning, I would have a service that was full from front to back. So, according to my evaluation, are you there? <laughs> according to my evaluation, I'm doing fine. <laughs> you, are, you are eyeing me. Do you know what it takes for you to get five people to follow you? Don't bring your assets. <laughs> so, I was feeling very okay. One day, I was praying for my church, and the Holy Ghost said, you are barren. I said, oh, how? I mean, how? Holy Ghost, is it that the church has we have been doing, you have not been coming? <laughs> Maybe he rather has not been coming to church. And he just repeated it. You are barren. And I said, oh, Please, what are you talking about? He said, call your data people when you get to church. In those days, we used to enter the figures in a book and check something. How many people have come to Christ in your church? And he gave me over a certain period of time. Hmm. hmm. So I came to church and I opened week one. Souls one. Zero. How many people have come to Christ? Zero. Tell about Zero. Zero is also a number. Zero. Zero is also a number. I checked the next week. Wine. Following week. Zero, zero. Zero, zero, zero. One. Zero. One, zero, zero, zero. Was the Holy Ghost right or he was wrong? You see, if you, if you don't evaluate yourself, that's what will happen. You'll be there when it looks good. And I thank God for the voice of the Holy Ghost because if I had not heard it, it would have meant that one day I would be standing before the master. And it's in front of the master I would have discovered that after you have won souls from two years ago, no, zero, zero, one, zero. This morning, I'm just asking you about the same thing for yourself. Uh, you are worried about mine. You leave me to worry about mine. You worry about yourself. You too. When he calls you, hey, CPS, we have been enjoying you. We have been dying. We have been dancing. You know. But as you arrive, you know, they will not ask how many singings did you song for them to dance. You know. ah, that's why it was just church happiness. You know. mm. So. <laughs> Preaching preaching so He is going to ask you, Eugene, how many? Romeo, how many? <laughs> or anybody, how many? Since you left here, how many? Hey, uh, a bad to say Hey. Dancers, we like you. We really like you. And some of the songs we like them even more. Hey, it depends their brain. We are no crying every day. But when you get there, the question is not how many songs did you sing, how many moves could you do. 
How many sessions of dancing did you? No, no, no. The question is going to be, the question is going to be, how your fruit, where is it? How many crusades gathered because of your dancing? And how many souls were won? When they said dance archery, did you go? You didn't know that. You didn't know that the dance outreach. You didn't know that the dance outreach was actually probably more important than what you do here on Sunday morning. Mm. Mm. You didn't know. Mm. Film stars, we have enjoyed your film so. We have enjoyed them. The man of God, he enjoyed the, the film. But your fruit. Mm. I'm ending my preaching for today. You see, as I'm mentioning them, I'm talking even about those who are most active in church and those who are even paying a price. What about you? Who your only fruit is the warmth of your chair on Sunday morning. What are you crowd going to say? If these ones crowd who have some effects crowd are looking at their own fruit, then you that you just come, you come alone, you don't bring anybody with you. You make it so difficult when they are even calling you for you to come. What fruit are you going to show? Evaluate yourself. You who comes to church once every two months, evaluate yourself. Please, so this one is, I'm not evaluating you. I beg you. I've told you, me, I'm working out my own salvation. In fear and trembling. Hmm? Are you in the church? And you'd be surprised. You see, that was why Jesus told the Pharisees that adulteress and harlots will reach heaven before them. Hmm? Why did he say that? He said it because many of those kind of people, eh, they are so aware of how they have fallen short before God that they are real with him. Their salvation is real. Even when they are struggling, you see one prostitute tell the other one, you let's go to this church. We'll hear something to help us. Hey, you are very quiet. You come to church on Sunday in your righteousness. You can't even worship God. But when they come to church, they are so broken by their situations and their life. You should see the worship. We cannot measure somebody's heart. You can only see the fruit of it. Oh yeah. I used to have a sheep. She fought her way out of prostitution for about six years. Oh yeah. But every Sunday in the worship, it's like, Lord, I love you. It's just for, forgive me, but I like you. And she stayed on it until she broke through. You are here. Too righteous to even sing a song. Too big shots to even move your foot. If we look at you, even preaching will not preach. Come to church, you are feeling so good. Today, I've just given you what you should use to evaluate yourself before Him. Where is your fruit? When you stand before Him, some of you have a, you are in this church, but you have a lot of criticism. Why did they do this? Why did, please, so we are only trying to serve God. Think about yourself. Don't, don't worry yourself about us. Yeah. We are just trying our best to serve him. We are trying to make sure that everybody is comfortable. Why do we have rappers in the church? Because some people, eh, that's the music they understand. 
So when they come, they'll hear it that way. Why do we have ministers in the church? Because some people too, all this choir in this year, they can't understand. It's one person singing that they will hear. Why do we have dancers in the church? Because some people will come, it's like, Charlie, when there's no dancing, I can't be there. When they come, say that, oh, I can be a Christian and dance. Do stay. Think about yourself. Think about it. We're just trying. We're just trying to be fruitful. And if we make a mistake, God forgive us. We try, we try. What about you? Think about yourself. Where is your foot? When you stand before him, what will you say? Stand to your feet. Hey, this one, don't clap or just start praying. Start praying, oh God. Pray for yourself. Maybe your fruit, there are two, but they were supposed to be 25. Talk to the Lord. Or maybe you bought fruit last year, but this year, nothing. Maybe there was a time you were so fruitful, bringing others to know the Lord, but it's a long time since you touched anyone's life. This morning, I want you to, to, to have a, a, a makeup day with God. I want you to repent of it. Today, I want you to turn back. Some of us have been so concerned with our own little issues. The Bible calls it our light afflictions. And because of that, you have squeezed out the life of God. Because of that, you have made people think that life with God is so bitter that others don't, are not attracted to Christ because of you. This morning, I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to say to repent of your fruitfulness, fruitlessness. Some of you used to work some time back, and then you listen to your the unbelievers around you who don't even know Christ. And then you came to tell us, I won't do it again. You didn't know that it was your own salvation that you were working out. This morning you have to give your life back to the Lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have just a few minutes. Just make up with the Lord this morning. every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are here and you can see that you need Jesus you are here you cannot say with all strength and surety that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life you are even here some years ago you were sure but now as you are here you are saying I am not sure I don't want you to think even about your neighbor think about yourself and if you are here, you realize that you need to be sure, you need to give your life back to Jesus. Or even if it's your first time, 
I want you to lift your hand up where you are standing. We're going to pray together. Saying, I need you, Jesus. I need you. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. And we are praying together because the scripture says what you believe in your heart, you must confess with your mouth. Maybe I can't see you've lifted your hand. I want you to just come to me. Just come. Let us pray together. Let's pray together. Just come to me. Or maybe you are saying that I used to be fruitful, but I've fallen our side. Join us. Just come. We're going to pray together. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Come and join us. Let us pray. You're no longer sure of your status. Just come. Don't make it a theological debate. Just come. You're not sure. Just come. Just come. Don't worry about what people will think. Just make it up with God this morning. Just come. singing for the last time. Just step out and come and join us in front here. Just step out and come. Just step out and come. Your heart is beating. The Lord is talking to you. Just come today. Just come. Just come. is still beating and you are hoping that we'll just go over this segment very quickly. No. Jesus is calling you. Answer and just join us here. Just come. I'm asking them to sing it one last time and then I'm just going to pray with them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. pray after me. There's a young lady. You should have joined us. If you don't mind, just come. Come and join us in the prayer. We want to say Lord Jesus. Brother, come. Come. You want to say Lord Jesus. I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in your book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name now lift up one hand one finger like this we're going to address Satan and we're going to say Satan I will not follow you again from today you and me is finished it is over I belong to Jesus, the Savior of my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.